Today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, American Airlines changes the contract between you and the airline, and there are some things you need to know about it. Delta wants other airlines to coordinate no-fly lists, and if you're comfortable traveling by train right now, Amtrak has a great sale on fall fares. In our Smarter Traveler segment at 320, Mark talks about his recent trip to the middle of the country to scout out a future baseball tour and has some observations on regional differences in COVID protocols and asks why, I'm going to ask him why he thinks it's so important to visit destinations before sending his travelers there. At 335, we'll tell you all about something for the whole family, the local pumpkin train. Fulton Avenue Cruise Fest is coming up. Steve LaRosa fills us in with that and other local activities. Slowly, carefully, vaccinated people are traveling again. We have the updates along with fun things to do locally. We are the Travel Guys. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Travel and Entertainment Guys. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano with you, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Thanks for joining us on this uh, sunny Sunday. Sunny Sunday in Sacramento with the air show flying high above Mark Hoffman's head. Not not high, flying low over my head. <laughs> That's true. They do fly low. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think earlier one of them, they were doing reconnaissance to see if the roof was long enough to be able to land on. I'm certain of it because <laughs> everything was on the walls was rattling. For those of you uh, who might be listening from someplace other than Sacramento, the annual air show is going on at Mather uh, Field today. And uh, our office, which is where I'm broadcasting from, is in very close proximity to the field. And it, 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 we apparently must be lined up directly with the end of the runway. That's the only thing I can think here because... Um, they have dive bombed me three or four times here in just in the last couple hours. Well, uh, generally, and I've been to the air show a lot. Around three o'clock is when either the Thunderbirds or the uh, yeah. the Blue Angels will will do their uh, routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of the big planes, uh, those that make a lot of racket, uh, three o'clock after a long day of a lot of other things going on, uh, this will be it. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, we have two this year, the Blue Angels and uh, the Thunderbirds, Stephanie. And you're, in a, a, you're in a different and you're in a different time zone there, Mr. Romano, but it's 307 here in Sacramento. So to our audience, um, if the line goes quiet on the other end, it'll just mean that the, you know, somebody came up a little short of the runway or they decided to actually use the roof <laughs> as a, a landing pattern. Hey, uh, Grandpa. Um, yes. Speaking of of. of Something we talked about last week. How did things? You're in San Antonio when we last left you. You and Stephanie were waiting to become grandparents, so we need an yes. update. Yes, we are here in sunny San Antonio. Weather's good, and uh, 
Uh, Evelyn uh, arrived a week ago tomorrow, so she's all of six days old. All went uh, as planned and, and quite well. Uh, she is she's got all of her digits and uh, has a real strong lungs, just like uh, her grandpa. <laughs> can make a lot of racket when she wants to. Uh-huh. And anyway, she's a beautiful baby. The mom and dad are, are doing wonderfully. They, you know, there's a lot of challenges, as folks know, with newborn babies. Uh, and of course, it's been so long since uh, Stephanie and I have had children. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to double check ourselves from time to time if we think about offering any advice at this point in time. Uh, because, you know, we, we go back to the days of VHSs and, uh, uh, and analog phones. Uh-huh. So with that being said, uh, in regards to giving advice to new parents in, in today's world, uh, all, of our, all of our information on the whole is pretty well outdated. So, you know, we're, we're having the time of our lives. Uh, there's, uh, there's nothing like the joy of uh, holding your first grandchild in your arms and staring down at her and uh, thinking about what the future will bring. Well, so. congratulations to you and uh, and to your wife. And I have a congratulation to go out of a, a similar, a little different type um, today. I think we may have a couple listeners in Georgia listening to the Travel Guys today. And if we do, um, a happy 90th birthday today to Beth Whitehead, who is the mother of my business partner, Clayton Whitehead. And uh, has become become known on our tours. Uh, She goes along from time to time. Some of them have stopped in in her city. And so Beth Beth is is known, also known as Toot, is very well known around sports leisure land. So happy 90th birthday to you. So you celebrate one coming in, and I celebrate one that's made it all the way to 90. So congratulations. That is outstanding. So yes, Toot, happy birthday if you're listening, and you have a wonderful son in Clayton, and uh, who loves you dearly, and uh, uh, I'm always excited to, to look at uh, pictures on the sports leisure page with with Clayton and his mom. And uh, All right, all right, it, enough so of that. Good. Let's Let's enough move along here. Let's move what? along here. We're not going to have time for the travel news. Okay, with that being said, here's Mark in the travel news. Get it on, buddy. All right. Uh, Delta Airlines, how come we didn't think of this department? Delta Airlines says they've got over 1,600 people on their don't fly list, but it's come to their attention that when they bar somebody from flying on their airline, there's not a darn thing to keep Joe Troublemaker from going down the street and getting on the other guy's airline and making trouble over there. Delta says, wouldn't it be a great idea if we all compared don't fly lists? Mm -hmm. And if you couldn't fly on one airline, you couldn't fly on any airline. What an incredible idea. (laughs) So obvious. Yeah, I kind of thought they were doing that to start with, but apparently they were not. So um, hopefully... Delta's gotten somebody's attention here. Um, there is a, was a hearing Friday in front of the House of Representatives Committee on Aviation, and so this kind of came out. Let's hope that uh, Delta is able to get the other airlines to share that information with them because I think that would serve as a pretty big deterrent to people. Uh, it's one thing to be the congresswoman in Alaska who isn't smart enough to figure out that the airline that you're giving grief to every time you fly is the only one that flies the route you need uh, to get to the state capitol 
uh, for eight months out of the year. But if you knew that by being a turd on an airplane, you were not going to ever get to fly on another airplane again, that would cause maybe some people to think twice. At least I hope so. American Airlines has made a really dramatic, it's a little thing, but it could really come back to bite you. Um, they have changed their contract of carriage. Now, this is something I confess. I read one one time. Years ago, we had a story on the travel guys that involved contract of carriage, and I went in and read about half of one, and after about an hour and a half, I fell asleep. Um, it, it basically outlines what the airline ha- has to do and doesn't have to do in its agreement with you buying a ticket. And so it's your contract with the airline. It's called contract of carriage. Uh, it's publicly available to you at any time, like I said, if you can if you can weed through it. But American Airlines has made some not-so-subtle changes to the contract of carriage um, here very recently. And what this could do is the way it impacts you is that um, in the old days, a lot of times airlines, if there, if there was a mechanical and a flight was delayed and it was an overnight delay, it was something that the airline could control, not weather-related or something like that. They would give you a hotel room, or they would say, "Look, there's a hundred people there. Here, there are five hotels on this list. Hey, book, a Steph, room in, book a room I'm, in one I'm of them. Temporarily muted. A, a, book a ho- room in one of them, and when you figure out when, when when you get the bill, send it to us, and we'll refund the money to you. So uh, you didn't have to stand in a long line and wait for a hundred vouchers to be issued at eleven o'clock or midnight or one in the morning or something like that." No longer that. If you don't get the voucher from American, you can't do anything yourself. Also, here's another thing. American has basically said, if you get somewhere and we can't get you back, or if we can't get you there in the first place, all we owe you is a refund of your ticket. So let's pretend that you fly to Poughkeepsie and your return flight gets canceled. And so now on American, and now you have to be back that day. You can't wait for Americans putting you on their flight the next day. So you say, well, I'm going to go ahead and buy a ticket to get home, except that last-minute ticket on another carrier costs you a ton of money or a ton of your precious miles or a ton of some kind of currency. And so American just says, we're just going to walk away from it. Traditionally, the legacy carriers, American, Delta, United, I would include Southwest and probably Alaska on that list now, have taken a little bit care, better care of their customers. What this basically does is says American Airlines, if you're flying them, has more reasons to just let you be on your own. Here's your money back. Good luck to you. Um, it's, it's $80 billion that taxpayers gave the airlines. American got a big, big punch, big b- chunk of that. So this is their thank you to you, American public, is that wow. they're just going to leave you where you are. More importantly, if you are an American Airlines traveler, and or you're planning on flying American Airlines sometime soon, you might want to go to TravelGuysRadio.com. There is a link there to an article that will summarize the changes for you, and you can look at them and decide if those are important to you and uh, next time decide to travel with another carrier, or if you decide they're not important, why then at least you'll be informed. But there's kind of a recap there. At TravelGuysRadio.com, you'll find that link. If you are an American Airlines frequent flyer, I strongly suggest that you look into this because the chances of it biting you in the butt someday are really, really good. All right. Uh, Princess Cruises is about to resume their first cruise from the port of Los Angeles since the pandemic started or since they shut down in April of 2020. 
Southwest says they want to hire 10,000 workers for next year, but they're having a problem finding those people. And if they don't get them all, they may have to cut some of the flights next year. If you'll recall, Southwest Spirit American had some big problems, and more recently towards the end of the summer, uh, airlines that had problems because they didn't have enough staff and they tried to run too many flights and they got caught. And so a lot of people were got flights canceled, got delayed, took them too long to get there. See what we're talking about here? So American has decided that the next time they screw up and leave people scattered all over the country, you're on your own. Yeah, not our fault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you, you did read that. Uh, that uh, Even that if it was our document. fault, even if it is our fault, it isn't our fault. And good luck to you. <laughs> uh, and finally... Uh, close out the news here with uh, Amtrak is really having a good fall sale. If you are somebody who enjoys long-distance travel by train, if you depart uh, before November the 18th, uh, a variety of, of coast-to-coast train trips are available um, for you. Like, for example, the Coast Starlight from Los Angeles to Seattle is only $63. Sacramento's sort of in the middle of that. Um, so that's just for a seat on the train, if you get a sleeper or something, it's a little more. But the trains are empty right now. So if you're thinking COVID and stuff like that, why, this might be a time to travel on the train. Anyway, Amtrak is having a uh, really special sale right now. And that is your travel news for today. Yeah, and speaking of trains, later on in the program, we're going to talk about the, the pumpkin train that's uh, right nearby. But coming up next here on the Travel Guys, uh, in our Smarter Travelers segment, Mark has visited the middle of the country, and we had some observation on regional differences in COVID protocols. You know, and I'm going to ask Mark about why he scouts out these trips before sending travelers, his his sports leisure vacation travelers on it i just thought it was just another mark getaway but there's more to it than that and you'll find out what next here on the travel guys come away with me in the night. hey there my friends this is mark hoffman and tom romano brought to you by sports leisure vacations we are the travel guys and uh by the way, TravelGuysRadio.com for links to uh, special guests and a lot of the stuff that we talk about here on the program. Oftentimes, uh, Mark has mentioned that he'd been out on the road, but not always is he taking folks with him. Mark, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your recent visit to the middle of the country. You were scouting out a trip there, one of those trips that I was just referring to. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going away with her. Because she said, come away with me. Come away with you. That's so it. Thought, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of a... <laughs> Anyways, um, back at the ranch. Uh, yes, I had the opportunity to travel around in the middle part of the country about a week and a half ago, uh, putting together what I hope will be a great adventure next year. And I know you want to talk a little bit about that. But before we do, I, I want to talk about a couple of the destinations that I visited. Um, Kansas City is home of a very special baseball landmark that a lot of people don't know about. It's the Negro Leagues Museum. Uh, the Negro Leagues, of course, were before baseball was integrated uh, by Jackie Robinson and a host of other ball players around 1950. Um, there were separate leagues for what were then called colored players. And uh, in the Negro Leagues were populated by some amazing players, some of whom have been installed in the Hall of Fame. In fact, last year, uh, baseball uh, decided that the Negro Leagues, that the statistics compiled by players in the Negro Leagues were so, were, were so legitimate that they would include them 
in players who had made it to the major leagues in their statistics. So that was kind of a big step. Uh, Kansas City Negro Leagues Museum is really cool. It shares a building with the Jazz Museum. So if you happen to be traveling with somebody who isn't a huge baseball fan but is a jazz fan, then Mm -hmm. you can get lost in one side of the building while they get lost in the other side. If you're a baseball fan, it's a must-stop. And they had a special room uh, that had an exhibit of all of the other leagues, the Latin American leagues and the Cuban leagues and and all of the other spinoffs that weren't players that weren't allowed to play in the major leagues for many years. And, of course, there was a lot of talent there. And there were some amazing stories from players who eventually did get into the major leagues in the middle of the, of the century. I really uh, enjoyed that part as much as I enjoyed the main museum. If you're a baseball fan, you've got to stop there. And if you go there in Kansas City to the Negro Leagues Museum, you pretty much have to go to Arthur Bryant's for barbecue. First of all, Kansas City, you can get barbecue is practically on. There are more barbecue places than there are fast food restaurants in, in Kansas City. Um, but Arthur Bryant's is a very famous uh, barbecue spot. I'm not here to tell you that it's the best barbecue in Kansas City, but it's good barbecue, and it's right down the street from the Negro Leagues Museum, and it's just it's in that same neighborhood, and it just feels like some place that you're supposed to visit on that particular journey. So Arthur Bryant's is a, is a great place. Um, and then we, we we hopped a plane. I think my traveler is going to travel by coach because he'll just get to see a lot of the country. But we got up to Iowa, and we went to Dyersville, which, of course, just outside of the little town of Dyersville is the home of the Field of Dreams. And besides being in a movie, the subject of a movie 30 years ago, of course, Major League Baseball played a, a game there this past summer. And it's really a special place. It's a little different than it was the last time I was there, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, there's a gift shop now and a little refreshment stand that didn't used to be there. But the field is still there. The house uh, that all the scenes were shot in are still there. The corn was still high when we were there in September. Pretty much the corn sure. had been harvested, but they hadn't cut it all down yet. But uh, yeah. uh, So it looked like and felt like the Field of Dreams. A senior team was getting ready to play a softball game that night on the field. Uh, it was... It's it's if you're a baseball fan before you die you have to go there. I mean I just you you have to put it on your bucket list. Anyway, next year we're going to start in Kansas City and then go to Iowa and then to Wrigley Field, which is fairly close by there, and then on to Cooperstown for the Baseball Hall of Fame and uh, finishing up in in New York City for a night. So that's going to be our 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 trip next year. So that was my purpose was to get out and it was a, a it was. A, it was a fruitful trip, to say the least. Good. Well, look, while you were on the trip, you probably made some observations on regional differences in COVID protocols. What did you notice? Um, when it comes to the middle of the country, grab your ankles and kiss your rear end goodbye. It's, people don't wear masks in most places. And so if that really bothers you a lot right now, um, then get vaccinated and wear a mask. That's all I can tell you. They're, they're not they're they're either, they're either all vaccinated or they're all trying to kill each other. I'm not sure which. <laughs> all kidding aside, I used to think that uh, when you headed out and uh, it wasn't a sports leisure vacations, you were just going off to play a little bit. But I, I know you were scouting out these uh, these adventures. And uh, why don't you tell our listeners is the importance of visiting destinations 
before sending travelers there? Well, on this trip that I just made, it was it, it's a really perfect example. I had picked out a hotel that was real close to the ballpark in Kansas City. While we're there to the, for the Negro Leagues Museum, the Royals will be in town. And my people love, my travelers love to walk to the ballpark. And so uh, I picked out a hotel that I thought was in easy walking distance. Turns out it was the top of a long hill. Um, and also turns out the hotel was kind of a, I'm sorry to say it, but it was a dump. Um, if you're going to Kansas City, it's the best Western premiere at the stadium. Don't stay there. Um, it's not in very good shape, and it's not likely to make a comeback anytime soon. So that's, that's my, my, my tip there. But importantly, that was a hotel I had selected for a lot of reasons, and when I got there for a lot of reasons, I could tell that it wouldn't work. So now I have time to make a different selection, found a lovely Hilton Garden Inn in Independence. We don't, when we travel, we try to stay in modestly upscale hotels, nice places. Occasionally we'll pick up a Marriott or a Sheraton or something like that or a Hilton. But we're, we're, we're trying to stay, um, it's more fun to spend your money on special things. Like when I'm out on a scouting trip, I can go to the Negro Leagues Museum, I can sit down with the curator and I can say, I'm bringing these people here, they're going to see your museum, they're going to see the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Do you have something that you can do to make this special? And he said, oh, yeah. He said, I, I can make your visit here. He says, if you're going to Cooperstown, we need to book in this and make it really special for your people. So he said, we, there, there, are, there are some things I can show you and some stories. Most of the guys who played in the Negro Leagues are not with us anymore. So, but, uh, but he was almost excited. So that's why you go out and check these things out is because you find out, ooh, the better restaurant was the one across the street. And you didn't even know that existed. Or you got to meet the person, and now because they know you personally, they feel like that if you came all that that ways to talk to them, that they would be happy to, to help you put give a better experience for your customers, and that makes our trips have better value. So that's why. Well, that is, uh, that's great information. Thanks for sharing. And uh, it does show that uh, you guys, uh, you, do, you do your homework, I guess you might say. And it, uh, as a result, it should turn out for a... A better experience. That's good to know. All right, coming up here on the Travel Guys, Pumpkin Train Time. Fulton Avenue Cruise Fest, Steve LaRosa joins us. That's all right after the news. Coming up next here on the Travel Guys. Welcome, everyone. It's Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, the Travel and Entertainment Guys here, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Remember now, links to our special guests at TravelGuysRadio.com, and we've got one on the line now. My buddy Rob Peterson there. Hey, Rob, how's everything in the train world? Hey, everything's going great. Good afternoon to both of you. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. It's been a while. We, My family got out and uh, did the bike rails a couple of times. What a fabulous, fabulous uh, time we had. And, and now it, it's time to turn the corner. It's uh, almost uh, almost Halloween. Mark, uh, take it away. Thank you, Thomas. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Brandon Crawford just hit a three-run homer for the Giants. Um, the Pumpkin Patch Express is coming to, to uh, town. Actually, it's, it's already here. Rob, um, tell us about the, this great opportunity for families to come out and do something fun for Halloween. Yeah, no, it's uh, holiday time on with the River Fox train. Um, so it's... it's uh, for the entire month of October, uh, every weekend, Saturday and Sunday, we'll be running uh, the uh, Pumpkin Patch Express uh, trains. Um, you come out, take a train ride. 
Uh, enjoy the park. We encourage everyone to dress up. We've got a uh, costume contest, um, snacks to eat. Uh, it's an opportunity for a picnic if they like. Um, then uh, everybody gets to go home uh, with, a, with a pumpkin in hand. Wow, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. So this is something that uh, people f- of all ages can, can enjoy. Of course, right now, um, COVID going on. So explain to our listeners why it's okay to come out and enjoy all of the aspects of the Pumpkin Patch Express. Yeah, with the, you know we we follow the social distancing. Um, when you're aboard the train, um, everyone is uh, you know masked up and 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 you're seated accordingly. Um, we do follow all of the uh, TSA standards, so it's very similar to traveling on an aircraft. Everything is uh, super, super safe. Um, and then uh, on the park, you know, we, we spread out over five acres, so it's a very wide open uh, space, and and uh, everyone can enjoy the, the festivities uh, at, a, at a safe distance. So um, super, super, you know, good, good time, uh, great thing to do um, at this time of year. And um, I, I know last year we had many, many families came out and were thankful that we were there, and they really had, had a good time. Rob, uh, I know that uh, you have a couple of a couple of different trains there that you've used for, like a dinner train, and one that uh, uh, you, you have wine and uh, and maybe some live music. Which particular train uh, are you using for the the pumpkin patch? Uh, uh, Express uh, is it the open air one? Uh, tell us a little bit about the accommodations, if you will. Yeah, the, the, right now the uh, the consist is uh, it's it's split. It's it's um, uh, four open air cars, uh, and then I do have the enclosed cars um, uh, available uh, if somebody wanted to uh, be uh, you know climate controlled. Those those are available. What uh, generally this time of year it's so beautiful. Most folks uh, enjoy the open air. Uh, sitting out there, and then we have uh, concessions aboard, so uh, a beverage of their choice and perhaps a snack uh, they would enjoy while they're riding along. So the open cool. air is generally the, the, the folks' choice for sure. I want to ask you about the, the Christmas train because that's not very far away. And But first I, I want to ask you, Rob, what is the Pumpkin Patch Express? Give us an idea of what that experience costs. Uh, the, the adults is uh, 39, uh, and then the children are 29, uh, so it's and then, you know, of course, the little ones uh, are much cheaper. Um, so, yeah, you know, family, there are discounts for, for large groups. Um, Do you need reservations but, for the train? Yeah, we go to you go to riverfoxtrain.com, uh, um, and you can uh, pick any of the dates on the calendar that are available and book it. Uh, we also have uh, uh 800 number available, too, if you want to call and talk to a live person. I have folks that answer the phones all day long, so... Um, but either way, yeah, we, you definitely want to reserve ahead of time. Um, and uh, like I said, pick a date. We've got uh, 10 dates available all of the weekends in October. So the Saturdays and Sundays, uh, we will continue to run uh, on Saturday evenings, alternating beer and wine trains. So uh, Saturday has two day trips and then Sunday has three of the Pumpkin Patch Express trips. Cool, cool, cool. And then I know, uh, Rob, and I don't know if we'll get a chance to talk to you between now and then, and t- tickets will, they haven't already gone on, say so will go on soon. Um, the train, the Christmas train last year, I heard from, gosh, a number of people uh, who who went out and took and made that part of their Christmas experience. Uh, for what you know about what you're going to do, can you tell us a little bit about the plans for the uh, for the Christmas train? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and the tickets, yes, are on sale. We, we began uh, earlier in uh, in September. The tickets went on sale. 
And um, I, we've got uh, pretty much we start Thanksgiving weekend and go all the way up to uh, the 23rd of December. But the uh, yeah, the Christmas experience, um, I will have Santa back on board. Last year I had him in the park um, up until, uh, you know, the shutdown. But uh, this this year Santa's going to join us and he's going to visit with all the families going throughout the cars. And um, each car has uh, a performing elf. And so we've got uh, games planned. We've got sing-alongs. Um, we've got caught cocoa and cookies. And uh, we, you get to write your letter to Santa, and then you get to deliver it to him personally. So it's going to be a really fun time for families. Wow. Well, that's wow. great. You guys always got something new up your sleeve. Of course, it's the Christmas train's <laughs> been around for, for some time. Uh, and I'm assuming that uh, the uh, the rail bikes will still be available. So you got the, is that true? Yeah, the, the rail bikes run year-round, um, weather permitting. Uh, we can go in the rain sometimes, but it's uh, it's hard to get traction on those rails. So, <laughs> Okay, and you've, Rob, Rob, you've mentioned uh, the station a couple of times. Tell our listeners where the station is located. We're, we're located uh, where the off-ramp just past the Sacramento Airport. I always tell folks that uh, you, you, you cross over the river, and we're at the County Road 22 exit. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's West Sac, but it's definitely, uh, kind of the Northern part. So you're, you're traveling on I five North, you pass the airport and you've got to look for us because, uh, when you're on the bridge, you can look down and see the train and the, and the park and all the festivities, uh, exit. And then you, the signs will direct you right into the park. Yeah. You know, not only is it a, a great outdoor experience with the trains and all, but just the drive out there is, is very, very pleasant as well. Uh, going out and, and finding the River Fox train. So uh, you'll enjoy it. And if you've never been out into that area, you never had a reason to, you'll be surprised at how beautiful it is. And uh, anyway, well, good luck uh, here. I, I, I can't wait to get back to California here and and uh, get on the pumpkin train before it's all over with. It's called the Pumpkin Patch Express. Uh, you can get on it weekends now through the end of October. And then, of course, as Rob mentioned, the Christmas train. Uh, Rob, thank you so much for taking a few minutes of your time out to join us this afternoon. Appreciate it, sir. Rob Peterson, the general manager from the River Fox Train. Good luck, Rob. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Well, all right. And again, TravelGuysRadio.com. You'll find uh, links to the uh, River Fox Train and, and all the activities that they have going on there. All righty. Coming up, our buddy Steve LaRosa joins us. We talked about it a few uh, weeks back. It's about that time. It's right around the corner. The Fulton Avenue Cruise Fest is coming up. We've got some pretty exciting stuff this year. Talk about some other local activities as well. So keep it here. We shall return. We are the Travel Guys. Hey there, my friends. It is Tom Romano and Mark Hoffman, the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Again, TravelGuysRadio.com for links to our special guests and a lot more that uh, that we talk about here on the program. We have been spending a lot of time oh, in the previous months uh, accenting local things to do, just like we are today, because a lot of folks are a little skittish about traveling long distances, especially people with families and small children because of COVID. So we've, we've tried to put an extra accent on local things, but for those of you who are starting to travel now and get away from home, in the weeks ahead, we'll probably be making a little bit of a shift and going to more exotic destinations and things that are a little further away from home, all the while trying to keep you as appraised of 
whether or not it's great to talk about these destinations, but you have to be able to get there and you have to be able to get home reasonably. And so that's what we'll be here also to help you with. Tom? All right. And uh, with that being said, we have a special guest that we bring on to take us to local activities. We This particular little piece of music kind of sums it up. Marvin Gaye, so states, it's time to find out what's going on. Here's my longtime buddy, Steve LaRosa. Steve, welcome back to the Travel Guys, my friend. Hey, Tom. Hey, Mark. How are you guys doing? Good to talk Couldn't to you, be Steve. Finer. Couldn't be finer. Giants, Giants just, uh, well, no, they have the, the Giants just win? Yep, they just took one step closer to being the Western Division champions. By this time next Sunday, we'll know for sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're doing well, Steve. How are you, and uh, what's going on, my friend? Well, I'm doing fine, and I'm back again to tell you a little bit about um, a great event coming up on Saturday, October first. Uh, excuse me, October second, and it's Cruise Fest on Fulton Avenue, and they call it Northern California's premier car cruise. And it's again this coming Saturday from three to seven. And basically what happens is they close off Fulton Avenue from El Camino to Marconi, Mm -hmm. and the cruising itself takes place from 3 to 5. Now, I should mention that every every week, well, actually almost every night, you can find a, 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 a car show or a car gathering just about anywhere in our area. But what sets this event apart is very few actually are involved with cruising. And uh, they anticipate at least 300 uh, beautiful custom and classic cars. And uh, after they cruise, they park, and and since the the boulevard is um, closed off, Fulton Avenue is closed off, people get to walk around on the street and take a close-up look at some of these cool cars. Steve, I have a question for you now. uh, you know, back in the back in the American graffiti days, <laughs> down in Modesto, we used to cruise down Ninth Street one way, make a turn, cruise back up Tenth Street the other way, and do that most of the night, uh, leaning out the window, making eyes at the at the little girls. Uh, and it then the cruise fest uh, on Fulton Avenue. Now, do you say this is an actual cruise where people go one way? What do they they head down one way, and, and when they get to the end of the block, turn around and come back? Give us a visual as to how this, this is a real cruise fest. Yeah, they do. Uh, they start uh, either at, um, probably they'll start at Marconi, and they go down to El Camino, and they, there's space for a reversal, and they come back the other direction. Uh because uh, you may know this, that there's a, a certain area, a divide, uh, where there's um, palm trees planted in the middle. So it, right. it's, it makes a nice little oval there. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can I can see that. And then uh, at that point, uh, I imagine the cars will park, and then you can walk up and, and get a, a different view. But the nice thing is, is that you could stand in one place and, and watch them go by. A uh, exactly. couple of special, couple of special, special uh, vehicles there, uh, and I've had a chance to take a look at them. The one that I find most intriguing 
and I don't know if I would want to ride on it, especially <laughs> if they uh, put the pedal to the metal, and that would be the, uh, let's see, the Save Mart shopping cart thing. Yeah, it... Uh... It looks unstable, uh, but it does. There's a, uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. It does look unstable. Yes. <laughs> it, well, there's a 12 foot tall mega motorized uh, 454 Chevy engine, so that adds a lot of uh, stability at the bottom there, and uh, it, it only goes maybe five miles an hour uh, when it's cruising, and you can fit a handful of passengers, and we, as we like to say. A few bags of groceries, but there uh, you go. I, it's a it's a great way to um, people actually can take rides on it uh, from on occasion, and it's a great way to see the whole the whole darn cruise. The question is, is uh, what's what's uh, you know uh, how many seconds to zero to sixty in that baby? I'm going to say probably five to ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Now, how do you know? Like I it does, say, it's twelve feet. It's it, twelve feet tall, and I'm looking at it in the photo you sent. And and the people are uh, are in the basket. Did what? Do you got to get a ladder to get up there? Yeah, there's the bottom opens up, and this he drops this little ladder, and you climb up in there. It's uh, <laughs> I've done it. It's a kick. All right. And, still uh, talking about a souped-up '55 Chevy. We're talking about a motorized shopping cart. Let's move yeah. on. Well, yeah. yeah for, for, well, uh, yeah. also new to the cruise fest this year, answering the bat signal. This is That's what I'm your, talking about. It's the seventh replica Batmobile ever built, and it's owned by a local guy, Bob Goldsand of Meadow Vista. And these, there was a, um, there was fourteen of them, and these are the the Batmobiles that were fully licensed and authorized by DC Comics and Warner Brothers. And this was number seven out of the 14. And um, it's pretty cool. And uh, actually, uh, visitors, guests that day, will be, uh, have the opportunity to uh, buy a raffle ticket and actually win a ride in the Batmobile. That's what a, I'm uh, talking about. Yeah. 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 There I, you that's, go. I, that's, I forget just looking at the Batmobile. I mean, anybody could do that. I want to ride in the Batmobile. Now, are you going to dress as Robin? Uh, I'm, I'm going right to the top. I'm going to dress as Batman just because I'm a little All short right. guy. It doesn't, doesn't make any difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve, the Batmobile, the Batmobile looks, I mean, that's worth a, worth a trip out there just to see, the, yeah. just to see the, uh, the Batmobile. How many people does the Cruise Fest usually attract? I, I'm looking at a, a, a past event here, and it looks like a lot of, a lot of folks. I would say five thousand, give or take, depending upon the year. Wow, wow, that's um, pretty cool. Do people have to I buy? Mention, Go ahead. It's free to to uh, visiting spectators. Of course, it's a fundraiser for the automobile museum, and um, as and so you have to register to cruise. And the the way you do that is. Um, Either call the museum at 916-442-6802 or just uh, uh, log on to calautomuseum.org and uh, scroll down just a little and you'll see a place to register your automobile. Yeah, and we got a link there at travelguysradio.com. Uh, Mark, have you ever been to the Railroad Museum? I'm sorry, what am I thinking? Have you ever been to the uh, the Auto Museum? 
Yes, yes. For many oh. years, they've been involved in a lot of – they kind of promote themselves by getting involved in different things in the community, not unlike what they've done here, although obviously this has a direct tie to cars. So, But that's generally how they, how they promote themselves. I'm not a big car guy, but I think that's a really cool museum. It it is, and a lot of the, a lot of those cars would be ones that you would like to see in the uh, in the cruise fest. Uh, particularly, I mean, there's a uh, there's a DeLorean in there. I don't, not the one from Back to the Future. I don't think. Mark, do they do? Does uh, anybody in the and you may not know this. Anybody in the Fulton Avenue Cruise Fest have automobiles that came directly from? the auto museum and they bring them out specifically to roll in the in the cruise fest uh they don't they they usually uh um trailer them over and just park them uh, okay. as a way of um, of uh promoting the the museum but the cruise- uh, but wait a minute you guys mark uh, tom's kind of uh, being modest here Hey, he's from Modesto, so mm-hmm. modest. See what I where, what I did? Yeah, there? I get. Yes, yeah. yes. So, so Tom, come on, fess up. Who did you go to high school with? Who did I go to high school with? Well, let's see. Uh, do you want me to, on the low low end of the ladder? It would be Joe Rudy. Uh, recently uh, entered into the uh, into the Oakland A's uh, Hall of Fame, Baseball Hall of Fame. But I, I would say, for more people, would probably know George Lucas. And uh, George, who was obviously the creator of American Graffiti, uh, high schooled with me at Thomas Downey High School back in the 60s. Now, we, we, were, not, we were not best of friends. Uh, in fact, he didn't even know me. In fact, I didn't even know him. But yes, I can go to my high school yearbook, and there in the same book, and I feel honored, is a picture of, uh, of George Lucas. And boy, does he have big ears. Yeah, yeah. I did a actually did a story on him years ago. And uh he was uh he was actually when he was in high school he was involved in a pretty tough uh car accident and I put him in the, out of uh commission for a number of months there. But he recovered and uh went on to uh, great fame. And but, but Tom uh, you used to cruise the streets of Modesto, the 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 uh, the mecca of cruising. Uh, of uh, what was that like? Oh, that was that was big fun. That was ninth uh, and tenth, as I mentioned early in the broadcast, down ninth and back up tenth. Uh, it is pretty much like you see it in the movie American Graffiti. Uh, kids from uh, you know, would would take their automobiles at that time. It wasn't they weren't classic cars. They were just the cars of the day. Uh, but the and, and as George put it together, you know, cruising was a a ritual. This was a mating ritual that went on with young people. That uh, it maybe even started before that, but that that was what it was all about. That's where a lot of people met their significant others. Was right there in the cruise uh, on, on the street. Nobody going more than three miles an hour, so that you could get a good look at that girl or the at the guy in the in the in the cars uh, next to it steve uh let's uh, do you have anything else you wanted to mention here on your what's going on just to say um register at calautomuseum.org or call the museum at uh 916-442-6802 and remember okay. it, it's free to spe- spectators all right it's a wrap for us mark Dance like you're all like nobody's watching. We'll see you next week at three o'clock. <laughs>